0: Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Amen. Thanks guys for leading us in worship again today. Uh, If you have your Bibles, Isaiah 61 uh, is a prophecy about Jesus Hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. It's Isaiah speaking prophetically about the coming of Jesus. And he says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. And these are, these are the words that Jesus spoke or turned to when he first began his ministry. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He is the ministry of Jesus. And in many ways, it's the ministry of the church. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the captives, to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance, Of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they shall be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, for the display of His splendor. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word speaks to us. We thank you that your word is powerful. We thank you that your word has the power to shift our hearts and our lives and our perspectives, Lord God. We thank you that your word has the power to to break strongholds, Lord God, habit patterns that have developed in our lives. We thank you that your word reveals truth in in our hearts that sets us free. Father, our prayer is that you will do that this morning, Lord God. Father, let there be nothing in me that hinders this word. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom. Let your gifts be in operation, even as I share. And Father, speak to us. Speak a word into our hearts today. We need to hear from you above all else. This is our prayer. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. We're in a series entitled The Pathway to Joy as we head towards Christmas. It's just around the corner Uh, it's like 10 days away, so uh, you better make sure that you've done your Christmas shopping. If there's one thing all of us could do with a little bit more of is joy. Can I hear an amen? Anybody could do with just a little bit more joy? No one. Okay, the fun. That's fine. You're miserable already anyway, so don't worry about it. Uh, We live in a world where the pace, the pressure, the challenges, the expectations of life seem to be squeezing all the joy out of our lives. We have everything we could possibly ask for or even imagine, and yet we somehow seem to be missing this essential ingredient in life called joy. Reason is because true joy is more about what's happening inside of us than what's happening around us. We have this concept or this idea or this thinking we bought into that it's the if and then uh, treadmill that if I have this, then, 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 then my life would be different. If I do this, if I achieve this, then I'm going to be happy if I buy this. Or if my team wins, then then I'm going to experience joy. And so, you know, we spend our whole life trying to get whatever it is we think it's going to make the greatest difference in our lives. It's why people spend millions and millions of dollars every single weekend on playing cross-slider and, and the casino and gambling. Because they think, if, if, if I just have a little bit more money, then I'm going to be happy. Can I hear an amen? People buy into that kind of thinking. And none of it's true because when you do get that thing you realise, well, it makes you happy for a while and, and and then the happiness goes. You buy a new car. The smell of the new car. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and then there's someone who scratches your car, you know. And then the joy disappears in the name of Jesus, you know. Or you buy a new house. You've been dreaming about that new house with that extra room, you know. And then, and then the bill comes for the expenses and the bills come for the electricity and the bills come for the gas and, the beer, and then you, you, know, you, you lose your joy. One of the reasons why Jesus came was so that we could experience joy, Bible says you have made known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This, this is David speaking and he's saying that God has made known to us the path of life. There is, there is a path to life and if we choose to pursue this path, we will experience one of the outcomes of that path is we will experience joy in God's presence. We will experience eternal pleasures. At his right hand, and so the thought for this message is really simple. Um, If we want to experience joy, we need to choose joy. We need to choose the path that leads to joy. So so far, we've looked at a couple of things that will lead us to joy. The first was spiritual growth, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. Last week, we talked about purity and 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 how important it is that we all learn to deal with sin in our lives. And this week's principle comes. Uh, from our key scripture in the series that we read in our text, Isaiah speaking about the coming of, of Jesus says that he would, he would give us the oil of joy instead of glad, in glad mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So here's the thought for today that I pray God would speak to us about is we want to experience joy. We need to choose the pathway of praise. That, that if we want to experience joy in our life, we need, to, we need to choose the pathway of praise. So what I want to do today is answer two questions. Why is praise so important? Why is it so important that we, that we learn to praise God, to, we, to worship God? And then how do we express our praise to God? So let's dive into it. Let me give you four reasons why we should praise God. The first reason why we should praise is because praise is a spiritual weapon. You got your notes? You can write that down in your notes. Why why is it that we should learn to praise God? Because praise is a spiritual weapon. Notice how how, a scripture in Isaiah says that Jesus came to give the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. How many people know that despair is the spirit? It's, it's an attack of the enemy. It's what the enemy uses to come against us. You know, the enemy has a whole bunch of weapons that he uses to attack us, to bring us down. Um, he, he uses fear. He uses accusation. Uh, he uses lies. He uses discouragement and condemnation. One of the weapons that he uses... Is, um, is the weapon of despair. Whenever, whenever you see despair and hopelessness and, and discouragement come over you, I want you to know that that's a weapon that the enemy is using to come against us. Now, as believers, we also have some weapons. One of the weapons that we have is the weapon of praise. And no, no, notice how, 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 how the Scripture says, says it's a spirit of despair. D- despair is worse than depression. Depression is essentially a a sense of hopelessness. As I look at situations in my life, I I don't see any hope for the future. It's incredible. It's it's an epidemic in our time today. It's an epidemic in the days that we're living in today. It's, it's, It's a sense that as I look at my life, I don't see any hope. That's depression. Despair is like depression on steroids. It's times 10 times 100. Despair says there is no hope. Despair says, well, there's no point in even trying because nothing I do is going to get me out of this situation. Despair uh, says, my life is finished. There is no point. And often one of the ways the enemy comes against us is with a spirit of despair. It's like fear is, is, it's a spirit that comes over you. It's like this cloud that suddenly comes over you. And if you've ever experienced it, it's extremely debilitating. It's this dark cloud that kind of somehow grips your spirit. It grips your, it grips your mind. It grips your emotions. And, and you almost feel paralyzed. The Bible also says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear. There it is again. It's the same kind of strategy that the enemy uses to come against us. It's a spirit of fear. You know, we can, we can experience anxiety about something. We can worry about something, but a spirit of fear is like that times a hundred. It's this fear that comes over you that says, Whatever it is that's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And the Bible says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A a, a spirit of discipline is what God gives us. Now, how, how do we deal with a spirit of despair? How how do we deal with those that cloud of discouragement, that that depression that at times comes over our life? Notice what gets rid of the spirit of heaviness. It's by putting on the garment of praise. It's by putting on the garment of praise. In other words, it's a decision that you need to make, it's a choice that we need to make. When you feel this dark cloud come over you, you can either become a victim of despair, you can either choose to bow down to despair. You can choose to go to lunch with despair and have a chat with despair. Allow despair to speak into your life. Or you can choose by the grace of God to go over to your wardrobe, wherever that is. Look for the garment of praise. It's got to be in there somewhere. You bought it at, I don't know where you bought it, uh, but you bought it somewhere. And you, you, you pull out the garment of praise. You put it on and you begin to praise God. And I can assure you that as you begin to do that, something happens. Something begins to change. Now, I I, I want you to understand. I love the way the Scripture actually says. It says, put on the garment of praise. It's not going to just come on you. The garment of praise is not going to fly out of your wardrobe and then suddenly come on top of you. You need to make a decision to put on the garment of praise. Because you don't feel like putting on the garment of praise. Because you don't want to put on the garment of praise. Because the last thing you feel like doing when you're in a, when you're in a season of despair is actually praising and worshipping God. But, but, the, but the Bible says that we need to put on the garment of praise. Now, I don't know about you. This, 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 this doesn't always come naturally to me. But, but I have noticed in my life, I have noticed at times in my life, that you know I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm just feeling down. Anybody ever felt like that? Anybody ever get up grumpy mood? Come on, come on. How many grumpies do we have in church? There's a lot of hands that went up there. We're going to have an altar call afterwards. Just pray for you guys. Jesus, help this church. Um, Sometimes you wake up and there's a spirit. It's this spirit. Where did it come from? I've just slept for seven or eight hours. Where's this spirit? Where's this thing come from? And I've, I've noticed that on me sometimes and, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and all these negative thoughts start to come and, and pessimistic thoughts that are, that are kind of just one after the other. The after, and, and I've noticed that times and, and it's, it's the grace of God. That's all it is. Come on, church. It's not because you will to do it. It's the grace of God. But what I've noticed at times is I start to praise God. It just starts to come out of me. I just start, I say, oh, thank you, God. Oh, God, you're the God of grace. Oh, God, you're the God of mercy. Oh, God, you're going to see me through in the name of Jesus. I know this situation looks bad right now. But Lord, I just say, and, and I tell you, something begins to shift. A spirit of despair cannot, cannot stay in a spirit of praise. You can't have a spirit of despair and a spirit of praise at the same time. One of them is going to have to go. In the name of Jesus. We used to sing a song back in, back in the, the good old days. Uh, put on the gum and a praise for the spirit of... Anybody remember that kind song? Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. That's beautiful. I love you. Uh, put on the gum and a praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up. <laughs> praise with the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. Beautiful song. Used to have about four standards and I used to lead it. And the congregation used to go off, you know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and out. Out of the doors where they used to go... There's one of the stains that says this. It says, lift up the hands that hang down. Now, I love that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're down and when you're discouraged, it's like everything. You know, It's like this. there's a posture of despair. The posture of despair is always like, you know, oh, it's just bad. And, and I love the way the song says, lift up your hands that hang down. Lift up your voice now still. Give unto God continuous praises. Sing forth. From Zion. So put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Praise with the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. If you wait till you feel like praising, you're never going to praise God. Remember, remember a principle of life. Choices lead and feelings follow. Remember that. If you get it the wrong way around, you're going to be in big trouble. If if it's if if it's feelings that are leading, and then you, and then your choices you make are based on your feelings, you're going to be in trouble. Because at a lot of times on a Sunday morning, you know you're not going to feel like coming to church. And so, well, if I don't feel like going to church, I'm not going to do that. Too, too many of us are, are governed by our feelings when we need to be governed by truth. We need to be governed by the Word of God. We need, to, we need to be governed by the principles of God's Word in the name of Jesus. There are times we need to talk to our brain. There are times we need to talk to our emotions. You can think whatever you want. You can feel whatever you want. I'm going to church this morning because it's the right thing to do David said in Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord. It doesn't say I might bless the Lord if if I feel like, I will bless the Lord when at all times, in the good times, in the bad times, in the struggle, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be on my lips. David made a decision to bless the Lord in every situation. Praise is a spiritual weapon. Why should we praise God? Because it's a spiritual weapon. Number two, praise. Shifts our focus to God. We live in a narcissistic, egocentric, all about me kind of society. I I look at some of your Facebook pages and and Instagram pages and it's all about you. It's all about me. It's all about I. Can I hear an amen? Not you guys. You guys are humble because I see your pages and so be careful what you put on. (laughs) I always wonder why people don't befriend me. They say, nah, decline. (laughs) Kind of wonder what the, why is that? Why do people do that? We live, in, we live in a me, myself and I kind of society. It's, all oh, I'm feeling bad. I'm not getting what I want. No one notices me. Um, and the more we focus on ourselves, we don't, we don't become happier the more we focus on ourselves. The less we focus on ourselves, the more we focus on others, the happier we will be. Praise shifts our focus to God. Praise shifts our focus away from ourselves. And to God. Praise helps us to focus on what God has done, and what God can do, and what God wants to do in our lives. You know the story of Jonah. Jonah was uh, disobeyed God. He's swallowed up by a big fish, in, and he's inside the, the big fish. And it was dark, and it was smelly, and it looked like it was finished. Some of you feel that way right now. You're in a you're in a place right now in your life, and it feels like it's dark. And and it just, it just as far as Jonah was concerned, he was dead. He was gone. He was finished. There, 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 there was no way out of this dark place. There are some of you that are in a dark place right now and it feels like it's the end. Listen to what Jonah does while he's in, while he's in this particular position. But I with shouts of, shouts, is shouting of grateful praise will sacrifice to you. Why was it a sacrifice? Sometimes praise is a sacrifice because I don't feel like doing it. But he offers a sacrifice of praise. What I vowed I will make good. I will say, what does is, what is the praise look like? I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. Now here he is. He's still in the whale. Nothing's changed. It still looks dark. It still looks gloomy. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is him. He's, he, he's, he's made a decision. I'm not going to be governed by my environment anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a, a, a thermometer. I'm going to be a thermostat in the name of Jesus. Thermometer tells the temperature, a thermostat changes the temperature. And he's, he's, he's in an environment, and he's saying, "No more am I going to be dominated by the environment I'm in. I'm going to start to change the environment that I'm in in the name. Something changes inside of him, and he begins to declare praise to God. Paul and Cyrus are in a prison cell. It's midnight and it's gloomy and it's dark and it's smelly and the rats are running riot in there and, 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 and you can't fall asleep because they'll nibble on your ears. So he, 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 what, what do they decide to do? They decide to begin to praise and begin to worship God. And something changes as we do. Come on, church, I want you to get this thought into your spirit. It doesn't necessarily mean I sing a song. It means I begin to declare praise in the name of Jesus. Now, sometimes you might break into song. That's, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing to do that. But it's, it's a declaration of praise. It's a declaration of worship. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to see me through in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I, I know this feels gloomy and dark right now, but you're going to see me through in Jesus' name. And as we begin to declare praise... Lord, you're an amazing God. Lord, you're a gracious God. Lord, you've seen me through before. You're gonna see me through again in the name of Jesus. Lord, I can't see a way through this, but you're not bad at making ways where there isn't a way. As we as we begin to declare praise, something changes. Something changes in our hearts and in our lives. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. I, I, I choose to lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven. I, I, I choose to, to lift up my eyes away from my situation. The enemy always wants us to bring us down to, to focus on the situation. The enemy, the enemy always wants to bring us down to his level. The Psalmist David says, I, I, I lift up my eyes to the hills because I recognize that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heavens and earth. And he's going to see me through. Saturday nights, I usually go for a prayer walk. And I'm praying about what's going to happen this morning. And last night were clear skies. And I looked up to heaven because I need God to help me do what I do. Can I hear an amen? amen. He needs a lot of help. You're saying, I know, pray Pray for me. I, I looked up to them and there were the stars. It's a beautiful night. I see the stars. And it reminds me of who God is how great he is. He's an amazing God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. And if he's able to to create the heavens and the earth, I think he can help me. I think he can help me. I think he can guide me. I think he can make a way in my life. I think he can can open doors where there's no doors. I, I think he can intervene in my life if he so chooses to do. I put my trust in him. What does praise do? shifts our focus away from self and shifts our focus onto God who can help us through. Third thing that praise does is it reminds us that our lives are eternal. In this life, we will all go through challenges, but what helps us get through those challenges is an eternal perspective. Praise helps us to understand that our life is not just what we live here on earth, 70, 80, or whatever years God gives us, that our life is actually eternal. And the situations we're going through should be measured in light of eternity. Praise reminds us of that. Paul said to the Corinthians, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I, I, I love the script. We should, we should spend some time just on this scripture here. We are hard pressed on every side. Anybody ever been hard pressed on every side? Where it feels like it's coming from the north, from the south, from the east, the west. It's coming at you from every direction. That's what Paul is saying. It was coming at me from every direction. But you know what? I wasn't crushed. Perplexed, that means I couldn't understand what I was going through. Because it actually made no sense to me in the human mind. You know, I know that God is good, says Asaph in Psalm 73. But when I looked around me, what I saw did not was not consistent with my understanding of who God was. Until I entered the sanctuary of God. And then suddenly it became... Clearer, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down. Why was Paul so positive and so optimistic? He goes on to say, Second Corinthians 4:17, "For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all." So we fix our eyes. I love that whole scripture. I, we fix our eyes. Is about, it's about intentionality. It's about making a decision. In other words, I'm not going to fix my eyes on what I'm going through. I'm going to fix my eyes on, on what is not seen. On what is eternal. How do we do that? How do, how do we shift our focus to eternity? One of the ways we do that is through praise. Praise. It's through praise. Back in the old days, the hymns, you know, uh, were written and they had a particular form, verse, chorus. Um, and, then, and then there were usually three or four cor- for, for, uh, verses and then there was a chorus. Back in those days, it was simple. There was no bridge, pre-bridge, post-bridge. You know, I mean, these days it goes up and down and sideways. That's why I can't lead anymore. It's too confusing for me. Um, but the old hymns were powerful because the, uh, the old hymns, Most of the old hymns would remind us that we're not here forever. That we're we're, we're, we're not citizens of earth. We We are passing through. One day we shall be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Can I hear an amen? We sang songs like when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. It, it was a hymn. It was just a song. It was a song that they would sing, but they, but they would sing that song. I mean, we, there's one of the newer hymns that actually does this, exactly the same thing. But, but, but it, was a, it was a song that they would sing. But it reminded them that, what, that, that this is not our final destination. Our final destination is in the presence of God. And one day in the presence of God, there shall be no, no more tears and no more crying and, and, and no more sickness. And there'll be, you, you'll be able to eat whatever you want in heaven. Can I hear an amen? Come on, that's, that's got to make somebody happy, surely, this morning. There'll be no cholesterol in heaven. Can I hear an amen? When we all get to heaven, we'll sing and shout. I often think about it. I often think about it. I've been the pastor of this church for 14 years, uh, 14 and a half. <laughs> and uh, we, we've done um, probably close to 100 funerals, at least 80. We're doing I do on an average five per year. A couple of, lo- a couple of, couple of uh, seasons, we did like 20 in 18 months. And sometimes I stop and I just think about the different people that would be in church right now that God has... Taken to glory. And I think about one day going through those pearly gates, if there are pearly gates, and they'll be there. (laughs) Can you imagine? They'll be there. And we'll be singing and praising and worshiping God together. Isn't it going to be amazing? Come on, church, let's just stay with me. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Fourth thing praise does, it brings us into the presence of God. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. So, give thanks to Him and praise His name. One of the ways we enter into the presence of God is through praise. One of the most important things for any service or life group or whatever it is that we do here at church is the presence of God. Minus the presence of God, we're nothing. We're just a club. Might as well call ourselves Life Club. Minus the presence of God, we're nothing. What makes this thing called church different to anything else, any other organization, it's the presence of God. Jacob's in the, on the run one night. He falls asleep and he has a dream and, and God begins to speak to him. He wakes up from his dream, or, you know, in, a, in, in shocked. And, and this, this was his declaration. Surely the Lord is in this place. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Well, I pray that this would be the declaration of our church. Surely the Lord is in this place. That, that this is the place where God dwells. This is the house of God. The greatest testimony of the light, of, of, of our church, the greatest testimony is, surely the Lord is in this place. There are things that people are going through. There are some of the things that you're going through, even in your own life today, that... The music isn't going to change and my speaking isn't going to change. This building, I can assure you, can't do a thing for you. The only thing that can transform our hearts is the presence of God. Surely the Lord is in this place. Come on, surely the Lord is in this place. This is the place where God dwells. question is, how how does that become a reality? It can become a reality as we begin to praise God. Psalm 34, verse 3 Oh, magnify the Lord with me and, and let, let us exalt his name together. Now, there's one thing to praise God on our own, and that's pretty good to do, and I encourage you to do that. It's quite another thing when we collectively begin to praise God. The Bible says that God dwells in the praises of Israel. In the praise, as, as we begin to praise God, God comes and dwells by his spirit and by his presence. Something happens as we begin to praise. Something happens as we begin to pray. And when the Lord is present, then anything can happen. It's what makes church what church really is. What brings us back again and again? It's the presence of God that brings us back, it's the Spirit of God that brings us back. It's, hey, God could do something this morning that could, that could change my life. This brings us to the second question how do we express our praise to God? Now, what determines how we praise God is not our personality, our culture, our traditions. We all come from different backgrounds. What determines how we express our praise is God's word. Now, often as speakers, we talk about the Greek and the Hebrew and so on. The reason why we do that is because the Bible, believe it or not, was not actually written in English. The things that happened in the Bible, they didn't happen in England. They happened in the Middle East, just in case you weren't sure. was a joke by the way. Uh, The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, the New Testament predominantly in Greek and the Greek language has four times more words than the English language. In English you have love, you know I love sweets, I love family, I love my wife. Um, One word love in English in Greek you have a whole bunch of words, philio which is friendship love, storge which is family love. um, Agape, which is commitment love. uh, Eros, which is uh, not a bad one there too. You know where that comes from. Uh, Hebrews, the Hebrews is even more expressive than that. It can take a whole paragraph to express one, 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 one Hebrew word, a whole paragraph in English to express one Hebrew word. Now in the English language, there's one word for praise, praise. Um, But in Hebrew, there are seven different words for praise. So I'm going to give you those really quickly, and then we're going to finish off with praise. The first of the words is halel. You can write that down in your notes, halel. Is it in there? Yes, it is. It's to rave, to boast. Uh, It comes, we we use the word halel in the word hallelujah. The word yah is the word for God. Halel means to rave, to boast, to celebrate. Uh, It's to boast foolishly, to make a show of it. Um, sounds like the kind of thing that happens at Adelaide Oval in the footy season. All right. Um. <laughs> um, it's not being shy about who we worship. Psalm 35 says, I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you. I will hallel you before all the people. It's, I'm expressive. It's, it's, it's not this. Yeah, praise God. It's expressive praise. Second word is the word yada. Yada means to acknowledge God in public, similar to the first one. It means that we're not ashamed to be called followers of Jesus Christ. In fact, our faith in Christ is never sealed until we actually tell someone else hey, I'm a Christian, I've given my life to Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a public confession of our faith. Um, some people want to keep their faith private. It's a, keeping your faith private is a, it's a little bit like keeping your marriage private. Imagine on a Monday morning, you know, a uh, husband takes his ring off uh, because he doesn't want anyone at work to know that he's married. How many people know that marriage is in trouble? Amen? <laughs> How many people know that marriage is in trouble? <laughs> Can yeah, it's a big, big trouble. <laughs> Especially if the wife finds out, he's finished, he's dead. Um, um, real praisers are not afraid to express their praise in public. Some people are ashamed of their faith in God. Some people are ashamed of God. They're the submarine Christians. They go underground during the week and they pop up on a Sunday and they put their halo on on Sunday morning, big Bible under their arms. I'm a Christian on Sunday. And then they go back underneath, blah, 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 blah. They go back underneath during the week. Some of you, your, your co workers, don't even know you come to church on a Sunday. And never be ashamed of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Psalm 138 says, I will yada, I will praise you with my whole heart before the gods. I will sing praises to you. Third word is the word barak. Say barak. Barak, barak means to kneel or bow. It's not Barack Obama, it's barak. Uh, that can mean to, to, that we do that. By literally bowing or kneeling down before God, but it, it also means to expect something from God that we currently don't have. It's an attitude of, wow, God, you're a generous God. We, we kneel before Him, expecting something from God. Barak is found in Psalm 103. We know that. Pra- praise the Lord, all my soul, my own being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. God wants us to bless Him. Because he wants to bless us. Fourth word is zaymar. Zaymar means to make music to God with strings. That's uh, for the musicians this morning. Um, it's, it's, it's to praise God. Well, one of the ways we express our praise to God, it's through the musical instruments. Especially the ones with, with, with strings. They get a special mention here. Um, that's for the guitarists. in Jesus' name. Psalm 92 is where that word is used. It is good to praise the Lord, and make music to your name, O Most, o Most High. One of, the, one of the ways we express our praise is through, is through music. Now, the drummers are getting offended. So Psalm 50 says this, Praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with strings and pipe. That's the wind ones. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. There you go, you're in there too. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Can I hear an amen, all the drummers? There's only one of them. Uh, fifth word is the word shabak. Shabbat means to address God in a loud tone and with a shout. Um, it, 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 it's, it's shouting unto God. It's not, not, not being afraid to use our voice. To, to worship God, you know. It's, it, again, it's kind of what happens, you know, at Adelaide Oval. It's when your team, you know, scores that goal in the last few seconds and you win. What, 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 what do you do when that happens? You know, it's 40,000 people in a, in a stadium. And all of us, well, all, the, all, the, all the, the Crow supporters anyway. I'm going to talk about the Crows scoring that goal. What, what do they do? They, just, they shout, you know. They, they, they don't go. That was a great goal. You know, don't do, don't do that. Hey, shout it out, you know. Um, it's just amazing. Why is it normal everywhere else but not to shout and to praise and to worship, but not before our God? We, we, we will scream for everything, but not God. Chris, Hodges said this, I will not give more praise to a team that doesn't know me than to God that created me. I will not give more praise to a team that doesn't know me than to a God that created me. Amen. Amen. That's for the poor power supporters. <laughs> and the crow supporters and the in-between. Because your love is better than life, my lips shall glorify you. I will shabak you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Sixth word is the word toda. Toda. A toda means to lift up our hands in adoration. Some people wonder, well, how come we lift our hands here? I remember one guy visiting our church and uh, comes from a different kind of background. He goes, gee, you guys are expressive in worship. What, why is it that we lift our hands in worship? Toda. Toda means to do that. He who offers Toda, who lifts their hands, glorifies me. Just, just something about, one, one of the ways we express our worship is we lift our hands. It's an act of surrender. It's an act of dependence. And it's an act of worship unto God. Some, some of you are afraid to do that. Some, some of you, their hands are frozen. I want to encourage you. Give it a shot. It, it's liberating. Some of you might have to move, you know, just to kind of just, just take a few steps. Don't do it all at once because you, you, could, you could damage the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Just be careful with that, all right? You might have to just move slowly, you know, just carry the baby for a bit, you know, just to start with that one, you know, and then, and then, and then you move to this one, you know, stage two, and then stage, it's liberating. I'm I'm not just saying that because I'm saying that, it's in the Bible. One of the ways we express our praise is by lifting our hands to the, I don't fully get it, I, I don't fully understand it, but it's liberating. We lift our hands. We sang it earlier on today. It's powerful. The last one is Tehillah. Not to be confused with tequila. <laughs> Although it's similar meaning. It means to praise vocally with song or shouts. There it is. And the verse is even more dangerous. It says, Psalm 34, 1, we read it. I will exalt the Lord at all times. His tahila will always be on my lips. So that's not good. We've got to be careful with that one. God loves exuberant singing. It's expressive. Praise is not just something we do to fill in a service. Praise is something powerful. I I just pray that thought will get into your spirit. The the thought today is, I I just pray you will understand the power of praise. Um, If we could understand the power of praise, our life would be lived differently. One of the outcomes of praise is joy. It's joy. Um, my dad, uh, yeah, he grew up in a home. Dad, uh, fairly strong spiritual. Spiritual, used to say to me, "Joe, are you giving praise to God?" <laughs> just growing up, you know, are you giving praise to God? Give praise to God. It's quite, He just used to. Are you giving praise to God? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Give praise to God. We need to learn to praise God. We need to learn to worship God. We need to learn to worship God so it becomes such a part of our DNA. We just do it without even thinking. Let's praise God. Here's the deal. The enemy is always going to try and stop you from praising, limit the worship, make fun of your worship. Try to make you self-conscious as you praise. The Bible tells us that Jesus is riding in on a donkey into Jerusalem. I'm reading from the message translation, Luke 19. Right at the crest where Mount Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise and they're, they're, they're waving palm branches uh, and, they're, and they're praising God over the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes. The King of God's name, Oswell in heaven. Glory in the highest places. They're waving these branch, palm branches and they're praising God as Jesus is riding in on a donkey. Some Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, if they keep quiet, the stones will do it for them. Shouting praise. Listen, the devil wants to block your praise. He wants to stop us from praising God. He wants to get, he wants to bring our praise under control, under his control. Jesus said, Well, if they don't praise me, the rocks will praise me. Someone's going to praise me. Now, I understand that there are different ways that we can praise God, so please. But what I've noticed is that there are some people that in church they're kind of timid. Outside, they're not timid. I've watched some of you at Adelaide Oval, I've sat next to you at Adelaide Oval. giving some advice to the referees. (laughs) Quietly, very quietly, just giving that advice. It's beautiful. That's the bit that concerns me. We can be one way outside a church, one way. We're singing about Jesus. We're singing about the God, creator of the heavens and the earth. Why not just express our worship to Him? He's an amazing God. It's incredible, God. We need to be careful that our culture doesn't block our praise. We need to be careful that our tradition doesn't block our praise. We need to be careful that, that the enemy uses the culture, the tradition, self-consciousness to block our praise. As you're praising, he'll go, The people next to you can hear you. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> I'm going to praise anyway. Because that's what God wants me to do. And as you begin to praise, something happens. I want you to stand. We're going to worship. Chris is going to lead us in a song as we bring this service to a close. Would you, would you praise with me? Come on. Would you would you would you praise? Let, let the praise just come straight from your heart. We're not praising a church, we're not praising a religion, we're not praising an individual, we're praising the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, I want you to lift it. Come on, give the Lord Jesus a clap offering. Come on, worship Jesus. His word. Come on, lift it now. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. And one of the reasons why we praise is because he's done so much for us. We were lost. We were heading in a direction. Who knows where we would be today without Jesus. But God in his grace and mercy revealed himself to us, the person of Jesus Christ. We came to know Him as our personal Savior and our life has never been the same again. And I want to encourage you, maybe there's someone here, you've never ever opened up your heart to Jesus. Why don't you do that today? I tell you, it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life. He loves you. He cares about you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. There are some of you that, you know, have come to know who God is, but you're beating yourself up every single day. It's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to limit your praise. He wants to limit your effectiveness. You're beating yourself up every, every single day. Why, why don't you stop doing that in the name of Jesus? Instead of beating yourself up, why don't you begin to praise in the name of Jesus? And watch your life begin to change. Watch something begin to change. You can't change the past. You can't change what's happened back there. But you can change tomorrow in the name of Jesus. And God is, interested, God is more interested in the tomorrow than He is in the yesterday. What's going to help you fulfill all of that? Begin to praise God. And you know, we praise not just through song, but praise is declaration. Father, I just thank you for you're a good God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Lord, I just thank you for this congregation this morning. I just pray that this, this thought would be solidified in our hearts and spirit. As we walk out of this place, we're going to remember the simple thought, the power of praise. And this week, Lord God, as we go, we're going to praise more than we ever have. We're going to look for opportunities to praise. Look for excuses to praise. We will praise you in in, in any and every situation. His praise shall always be on my lips. Be glorified in and through our lives. Bless tonight, Lord God, just praying and believing for a powerful service tonight, a declaration of praise unto you. We thank you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. As always, I'm here. If you if you would like prayer, I'd love to pray with you, come alongside of you. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you tonight at, at, uh, at our carols event. God bless you.